Oh, my lord, you wouldn't believe it. Oh, yes, I would. <laughs> I would suck his dick. <sighs> so what are you ladies discussing? Um... <clears throat> Books? Welcome to the Nerd Blitz Book Club! Pull up a seat and pull down your pants. Listen to us read and go on rants. gang thanks for joining us this week for the nerd blitz book club i'm doom and i'm fitz and we're back with chapters 18 and 19 of star wars dark disciple by christy golden based on the unproduced episodes of the clone wars well this was a week wasn't it yeah it was interesting it's, it's they're deceptively short chapters and you know i thought this would probably go pretty short pretty quick um yeah but you were saying you have lots of notes on this stuff so there may be more to dig into than I think. I don't know. It's more observations than like shit that need you know seriously needs to be talked about. But I think for chapter nineteen, I've got more notes than I've ever had for a chapter. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six notes, and ah, uh, the next closest I think is like four or five, which was chapter eight. I had five notes. Shit. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Okay. Cool. Have you been keeping notes like I have, or are you just winging it again? I'm just winging it. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't know. I think I've done all right. <laughs> yeah, you have. You have. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting week. But before we get into that, I've got a little follow-up to a revelation you threw out, I guess, what was it, in episode one in our first week? But it's a follow-up to your little revelation that, Voss was indeed on Tatooine in episode one. Right. Yep. He's in. He is in the background of episode one. Well, as I said last week or a couple weeks ago, I've been reading this uh, Star Wars omnibus from Dark Horse, Quinlan Voss, Jedi in Darkness. Is that where you sent me the picture from that looked like uh, Mother Talzin? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That was from one of the stories where Voss was stuck on Dathomir. I think it might have been called... Yeah, I think that was Infinity's End. Okay. Well, I'm a little deeper into that now. I'm in the fourth story of it called The Stark Hyperspace War. Okay. And in here, this this story is basically just a flashback. And again, this is e old EU. It doesn't really matter. But it is kind of interesting. The story's told in flashback of Voss's master that we talked about. What was it? Tholm or something? Yeah, Tholm. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's in this, and they're all kind of gathering and talking about an old mission that, I'll be honest, I don't really remember that because this 
thing I'm about to drop on you really fucking wiped all that away because it was like, holy shit, that's awesome. Okay. And like I said, again, this is all to you. It doesn't really matter anymore unless you're like me and create your own continuity. They were kind of reminiscent about Qui-Gon. Mm-hmm. And Ayla Sakura is Voss's Padawan in the old continuity. Whoa, wait a minute. Really? Really. Because the first story of this is him trying to figure out what the fuck's going on because he wakes up and he has no memories. And uh-huh. then he touches these two lightsabers because these fuckers bust in and they're trying to kill him and that Devarian I told you about or whatever the fuck it is. Okay. And they've got lightsabers. He kills them, touches them, and he starts getting memories about Ayla and some shit happened. And Ayla kind of fell to the dark side a little bit. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I got you. Oh, sorry. I, I, for a second, I thought you were, you said Ara Singh. Oh no, 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 okay. no, no, no. Ayla no. Sakura. Okay, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Now. Okay. Okay. Well, the council is gathered, and I think Tholm's there. I don't know. I don't. Rem- like I said, I don't remember because this revelation just wiped all that away. Voss is away, Ayla's on uh, Coruscant with the uh, council, and they're all talking about this old mission with Tholm and uh, Voss, and Qui-Gon gets brought up, and Ayla says this. They're talking about some aspect of Qui-Gon, and Ayla says, that sounds very much like Quinlan, because apparently hanging out with Qui-Gon, he picked up something from him. And she says, Quinlan and I were on Tatooine the last time Qui-Gon was there. We heard about his death just before we left. Quinlan regretted not contacting him. We were working undercover and he wasn't aware that Qui-Gon's need was so desperate. Oh. So, fucking, in the old continuity, Ayla was there too. Hmm. You don't see her, I don't think. We'd have to go back and check the tape, but... No, I don't remember seeing any... Twi'leks? Yeah. But isn't that kind of interesting? Yeah. Well, first of all, I had no I had no idea that she was his Padawan. And I don't know if they've kept it that way in the new continuity. It's Like I said, that's old EU shit that they say doesn't matter anymore. Right. So, you know, she could be somebody else's Padawan at this point. But yeah, I thought that was really fucking cool because, as you know, she didn't she start in like a fan film or something and then George loved her and brought her into the true continuity? Oh, I don't know. I don't. I'm not familiar maybe, with that. I don't know. It was either a fan film or she was the first character uh, in a book or in a comic that got brought into main continuity. I don't remember exactly. Well, but I mean, she was in episode two first, right? She was just a background. She was the background Jedi that people were like, oh, shit, check her out. See, I don't remember. Yeah, I, I, I thought I'm pretty sure episode like two said, came first was... and, and then the fan community latched on to her and made her more than what okay. she made her more important than what she was. Oh, so that's why he had her in the Order 66 scene? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Okay. Well, that could be it. Maybe she was just a background character in 2, and then, like you said, fan community latched on to her and was like, holy shit, she's awesome. George is like, okay, so we'll kill her. (laughs) I guess, I don't know. But yeah, I thought that was just a kind of cool bit of trivia to follow up your kind of cool bit of trivia. Yeah, well, that is cool. I mean, it's cool that that they reference that in that comic. How old is that comic book? Well, if they put them in this book in publishing in the order they were published, I would guess 2001 or 2002. Damn, really? That old? Yeah. Huh. Okay. I mean, that's just a guess because the stories in this 
it says the copyright for the years are 2000, 2001, 2002, 2007, and then 2010, and this was published in December of 2010. Huh. Well, it would have to be that that, that was from 2007. Because, I mean, I don't think Ala Sakura existed prior to 2002. Well, I mean, it could have been in 2002 then. Yeah, that's possible. Could have been after episode two came out. Yeah, because there, there's six different stories in here and there's five dates. So this could have... I mean, Quinlan Voss apparently has been around as an established character since 2000 or earlier. Other than just, you know, hey, there's just throw this random dude with a yellow tattoo on his face into the background of episode one. And yeah, she was in the first story as his Padawan. So she's been around since 2000 at least. Okay. Yeah. And it says, in this flashback panel I told you about last week or the week before, it says, the female is a Padawan, his Padawan, his companion. She has a name, Ayla, Twi'lex, Ryloth. So yeah, she's been around since 2000 at least. Damn, okay. Because I think she's at least mentioned in all of these stories, if not shown. Huh, okay, well. Yeah, because here she is as a little kid in the last one. Hmm. Yeah. Well, what do you so know? there you go. I guess I don't know everything, huh? No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I do, because I just read it three seconds ago in a book, so ha ha ha. <laughs> Speaking of reading shit in a book. Where are you going with that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Let's get to what we're all gathered here for, since we spent fucking ten minutes talking about something that has nothing to do with this at all. What'd you think of chapter 18? How'd all that go? Or I guess should we start where we left off? Well, I mean, we can touch on it real quick. Uh, last week we left off with... They were kissing. Moving on. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, he had just killed the uh, the sleeper, right? Yeah. Yeah, so he had passed his his Test. trial. Yeah. All these new dark side feelings were starting to be awakened, and he wasn't sure how he... No, that's called a boner. Well, he already had those. He's had those for weeks. <laughs> but that's where we left off was that they... You know, just reaffirmed their commitments to each other. and um, They'd found out where Dooku was, and they're all ready and gung-ho to fucking get to it. Right. And then this week we start off Chapter 18 with uh, Obi-Wan at the diner on uh, 1313, uh, waiting, to Obi -Wan meet up, waiting for his uh, you know check-in with Voss. Yes. And he doesn't show up. And just in that half-page paragraph or, you know, section of the chapter right there mm -hmm. right there they're starting to hook you into that one one of the two pieces of episode two that really work which is obi-wan turning into a detective yeah and he's starting to put it all together like fucking batman yeah he calls the one person he knows he can call and it's uh he calls yoda to say mm -hmm. hey homeboy hasn't shown up and this doesn't feel right to the temple return and speak we shall yeah, Yoda tells him to come back to the temple so they can discuss. Obi-Wan shows up at his place, and I was getting a real, uh... Wait, wait, wait. What? <laughs> you say Obi-Wan shows up at his place. You make it sound like Yoda's got a pad somewhere in, in Coruscant, and he's just kicking back. But did you read the description of this place, where it's got, like, water falling on these singing stones in a fountain, and... Fucking yeah, scented oils burning in... and shit. And it's like, what is this, a fucking yes, spa? Don't be fucking misleading. It's it's Yoda's quarters in the temple on Coruscant. It's not like fucking 
Yoda's got a bachelor pad or something down in the garment district. <laughs> it's in the temple. Yeah. You make it sound but like was... he's just fucking at the droids bar or something. <laughs> but yeah, with all the uh, heated oils burning, you know, the scents from the heated oils and all this shit. Yeah. It's like I got a real uh, massage parlor vibe. <laughs> Basically, what you're saying is if Yoda wasn't a Jedi, he'd be smashing puss, too. Probably. Smashing puss, smashing <laughs> dick, whatever. Uh, true, we're all inclusive here. Little backwards-talking motherfucker. He don't He don't discern. He's omnisexual. Got Yoda out there like, Mmm, suck dick, I do. Yes. <laughs> 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 and people are like, of course, he's the right height. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, he's a little short, but he does have that little floaty pod that he can fly around in. Stand on an apple box, I will. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, Obi-Wan comes into Yoda's place, and they have a quick conversation about what's going on with Voss. Yeah, and he admits that he felt the last time they met he was uneasy and something didn't feel right about Voss in that earlier chapter. Yeah. And he regrets not coming directly to Yoda, or at least bringing it up to Voss and saying what's going on. So he's he's yeah. he's afraid that, and rightly so, I mean, he's right on with his guess that he's put too much trust in, trust in Ventress. Yeah. And even Yoda's like, yeah, they've they've uh, they've fought together and saved each other, saved each other's lives now, so they're bonded now. I mean, I don't think yeah. they, I don't think they realize how bonded they are, but. <laughs> no doubt about it. The whole theme of that conversation between Yoda and Obi-Wan what I took from it, though, is it's just fucking sad. Yeah. I don't know if you got that vibe, but to me it was just, like, sad and depressing. And Yeah, well, it's just like, I mean, pretty much any time anyone goes to Yoda's quarters to talk to him, to counsel with him, it's always kind of like a bummer, right? Like, I, like, you don't go talk to him unless some shit is really fucking bad. That's true, but, I mean, they both just seem like they're about ready to put a gun in their mouth and step on the trigger. Yeah, well, it's getting towards the end of the war. They're... They're pretty much at their lowest point. I know, but again, it's like, God damn, can't somebody be smiling for a second? Well, and Obi-Wan's bummed because he, you know, he can sense and feel that he's losing his friend. And he even calls him a friend in this. Yeah, that was kind of strange because I got the feeling they knew each other. And I think I said before that they probably trained together, Mm -hmm. but I didn't get the feeling that they were like super close. Well, yeah, I didn't get the feeling that they were super close, but. You know, you could tell by the way they bust each other's balls that, that they knew each other pretty well and it got along well. Yeah. They're, you know, but I mean, contemporaries. Maybe I'm just weird, but friend is, friend's a strong word. Yeah. Once you start throwing out that F word, shit's getting serious. You know what I mean? Right. Like I said, maybe I'm just weird. I don't know. Some words carry more weight to me. But yeah, they're, um, this last part of the second section of the book where Yoda and Obi-Wan are talking... Yeah, I think this is where a lot of the sadness comes in right here. Yeah, because Yoda says something to him about sometimes it's the dark path we must tread so that long more for the light we shall. Wait, yeah, that's what it says. See, I'm, I struggle to fucking get this shit right anyway. When you've got it in Yoda speak, too, it makes you sound even stupider. Well, he, yeah, he says that in regards to, you know, he tells Obi-Wan, like, they're kind of done talking about Voss. And yeah. he senses that he has more to, that he wants to talk about, but not about Voss's situation. And that's when he gets it out of Obi-Wan that, you know, he's not 
comfortable with this whole plan and he thought this was a bad idea from the very beginning and that going the route of assassination is not okay that they should not be doing this and that and yoda tells him you know i don't disagree but hey we we were outvoted basically right and you can't change it now it can't be stopped it's already things are in mm-hmm. motion that can't be stopped so just got to trust in the force that everything will work out and then yoda says that thing i said earlier and as he puts his hand on obi-wan's shoulder and Obi-Wan kind of puts his hand over Yoda. Yeah, you're right. This is where the fucking real gut punch comes in. And we go into Obi-Wan's head and he said, and he's thinking he doesn't know if he, if Yoda's talking about uh, Voss or the Order itself is treading too close to the dark side. And he's afraid to ask him and they kind of just part there. And I think it's pretty clear that both of them are, the Jedi and Voss separately, are treading their own dark paths. No doubt about it. But re- reading that sentence again, or that what Yoda says again, that yeah. that just strikes me as wrong. That doesn't sound like something Yoda would say. Well, that's what I said. Since when is it okay to sometimes you have to tread the dark path? Isn't he always about don't go, don't start down the dark path because you can't come back? Yeah, I don't mean even like in those season six episodes. He has to confront his dark side. He doesn't have to go to the dark side. He has to confront his dark side. Right, he has to acknowledge that To be sure that it, he's firmly implanted in the light. Right. Yeah, it does seem a little strange, and like I said, the wording of it doesn't sound much like Yoda either. Now, this is like a rare misstep in this book, I think, like to yeah. where somebody doesn't sound like they normally would, or the words don't really match what, what, the per, what the character should say. And the rest of it sounds like Yoda. It's just that last bit there where it's like, eh, I don't know. Right. That kind of ends that conversation, Obi-Wan says, may the force be with Voss, and again, just fucking sad, man. Mm-hmm. And that leads us back to Voss and Ventress. Yeah, we cut back to them, and they're they're arriving at Raxus, where they're going to um, hopefully assassinate Dooku, where he's making an appearance at some gala. Um, but before they get there, they have to uh, go to this outlying city so they can buy some clothes they need some new duds they gotta get all purtified <laughs> which i thought was funny because even voss is like what are you talking about we gotta buy clothes and it's like you know she's like what the fuck we look like a couple of fucking bums what do you think we're gonna walk into this super fancy event and you know dress like bounty hunters <laughs> yeah which after our, our revelation last week of raxis mm-hmm and where I know the name from, they keep talking about this glitzy, high-class gala and shit, and all I see is a garbage dump. It's the garbage dump planet. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. So what I took out of this where they're talking about their clothes, and Voss is t- talking about, like, this leather outfit that he's wearing, these leather clothes he's wearing and he wears all the time, and he's like, he can't remember yeah. the last time he took them off. It's like, how fucking stinky is this bastard? <laughs> Fuck. How cooked is his He would balls? fit in on the garbage planet. Yeah, he would fit in on the garbage planet if that's what they were going. Yeah. Yeah, what did they but say yeah. it was? 20,000 credit a plate dinner they're going to? Yeah. That's fucked up. I, I didn't really have many thoughts on the whole getting the clothes thing other than her being all coy and, you know, not letting him see right. the fancy shit she was getting, which that's in my notes for the next chapter. Ugh. <laughs> After they get their clothes and shit, she meets her informant. Right, the the Gossam or Gossam or whatever creature that uh, gave him the the information on who, where where uh, 
where Dooku would be and where they could get him. Yeah. Yeah, this part I didn't see coming. I didn't either, and... It makes total sense that she would do it, but... Totally. I didn't expect it. And Voss's reaction to it, it kind of makes me doubt his capability, you know? Yeah. So what happens is, you know, they get their clothes, they fly from that city over to Raxalon or wherever this gala is being held. And yeah. when they land on on the landing platform, they meet up with her informant, who gives their who gives them the 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 engraved, I guess, passes or tickets or whatever to get into the thing to the event. And yeah. uh, you know, she talks to her informant for a minute, and then uh, you know, she's like, "Oh, thanks. You know, I'm sure this wasn't easy to get." She tells her specifically, "Your loyalty will not be forgotten." Yeah, that's never good when somebody tells you that. Oh fuck no! That's some Godfather shit right there. So the next thing you know, she's got a lightsaber stuck through her chest. <laughs> Ventress kills her informant, so there's no loose ends. And Voss like, loses his shit for a second. Yeah, he's basically like, what the fuck are you doing? She helped us. Yep, and she's like, hey, man, we don't have time for this. And I should tell you, I, list, I watched all those uh, Ventress episodes mm-hmm. and the Night Sisters episodes this past week. Yeah. I was working on a bit of a Ventress impression, but I don't remember it now, so... I'm not even going to attempt it, So, but if I do sort of slip into it, don't laugh. <laughs> I make no guarantees. Because <laughs> I, I had to interrupt and tell you that because I almost just did it reading this line of dialogue from her. <laughs> so Voss is all upset because she just whacked this informant. <laughs> she tries whacked. to explain to him, like, you know, we've come too far. This is too important to have a loose end that could come back and bite us. Yeah. Because this person sells information to the highest bidder. You know, there's no, there's really is no loyalty probably with this informant. Yeah, there's no guarantee that she's not going to just fucking turn around and be like, hey, guess who I saw? Yeah, guess who's coming for you? She tells uh, Voss, no compassion, no loose ends. And, oh, shit. Like I said, that Jedi training's popping through and it's so, I guess, ingrained in him. Mm-hmm. that, I don't know, I really, really, really doubt his capability in just being this cold-hearted and shit. I don't think it's, yeah, I don't think it's likely. Although he is, like, struggling with it. Like, you know, he's remembering the, the whole race of people, that are, the Marin that, that Dooku just wiped out, and they were all innocent and didn't yeah. deserve to die either. So, But that you know, comes back in the next chapter in an interesting way. He's trying to justify, like, okay, well... If this is the last death that could be placed on Dooku's head, then, you know, maybe it'll be worth it if we actually are able to kill him. Yeah. So he starts bottling up that anger that he feels about the morons dying and, what's her name, Sum Din? Sum Din, yeah. He's bottling up the anger that he feels about that. and Yeah, so he can use it later. All that. And that's the end of Chapter 18. But we, we should mention that, like... She gets her clothes, and as they're going to meet with Sumden, she's all fucking sexified and shit, and Voss is popping wood. And... Right. And we, we see how cool he isn't. Yeah. When he's he... just a fucking dumb bastard like the rest of us when he sees a pretty girl. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, moving on, they get to the party. Yeah, chapter 19 starts off with them arriving at the gala and having to go through security to get in. And they both mind-trick the fucker who's, you know, checking for weapons. Oh, right, yeah, I liked that. I liked how they... At first, I didn't realize that Ventress was using a mind trick. I thought she was really just bullshitting him, and then I was like, oh, well, she, yeah, yeah, she... Okay. 
Well, as soon as he repeated it and was like, go right. ahead, little lady, I was like, oh, that's what it is. Yeah, because she basically is like, well, where do you think I can hide a weapon in this dress? Because her dress is like almost not there. Yeah, and she's got her lightsabers on her inner, si- inner thigh next to her puss. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> where else are you going to keep them? Exactly. And normally, for those who don't know, normally Ventress keeps her lightsabers strapped to her lower back because she's a dual wielder. When I did that, I just threw up the metal horn and said, dual wielder. <laughs> I felt so cool, but I realized I'm all alone and I look really fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but anywho, she fucking, you know, these are not the droids you're looking for. And she gets through. He does the same thing. And they comment on how Dooku needs better security and he's arrogant and whatnot. And there is a cool little thing where um, as they're walking in, Voss's inner monologue, he's still thinking about ventress like cold-bloodedly murdering that her friend her informant yeah but he's like kind of surprised that he's not as rattled as he normally would be like he's yeah like he's almost almost okay with it and then he said within the hour he said it didn't doesn't really matter because within the hour dooku will be dead or they will be yeah so i didn't even think about that 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 could be on their mind is like this is almost a suicide mission like they're either going to be successful or die yeah. Well, I mean, what other choice is there? Well, no, I just it didn't even occur to me that 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 would be part of the deal. Yeah, I mean, but like I said, what else? What other option? I guess is. A well, I mean, word they could. I mean, they could there. get away just like Ventress has gotten away twice before when she tried to kill him. I don't know. I mean, look at her night sisters, Karis, and whatever whatever the other one's name was. They got fucking dead when they tried dealing with Dooku. Yeah. So. I just I'm just surprised I guess that it was that they're that fatalistic that that they have no they have no back they have no plan B they have no escape plan you know it's all or nothing Yeah 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 I feel you but the only reason she got away the second time is because Savage turned on both of them her and Dooku so I, I guess it's more surprising that he's thinking that Yeah but yeah It doesn't surprise me that she would be like you know there's a good chance that it's either going to be him or us you know Yeah I'm sure she gave him that talk. Probably. Well, she was giving him that something else. I'm sure there was a set of lips involved. That's some fucked up pillow talk. (laughs) That'd be some fucked up pillow talk, right? Yeah, you fucking blow your load and it's like, oh, that was awesome. You know we're going to die tomorrow, right? (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, think about that. That is fucked up. (laughs) Or not. Let's move on. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like uh, almost like a suicide pact or something like like yeah. A, like a, I don't know. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> so we find out that uh, this party that they're having, Voss doesn't even know what it is until until he finally asks her, like, hey, what is this anyway? This big 20,000 credit a plate gala. Yeah. Turns out it's um, Dooku's receiving the humanitarian award from the Confederation of Independent Systems. Which, is it that fucked up? I mean, I guess, but think about, like, real-world equivalents of that. North Korea's leader gives himself awards all the time, and, you know... True, but... Saddam Hussein I mean, used to do the same kind of shit. And it's like, who the fuck yeah, would be yeah, giving yeah. this guy an award? Well... But, I mean, this sounds like, you know, the Confederacy came together and was like, he's a good choice. Not like he gave himself an award. Yeah, but, I mean, it's the same thing. And, I mean, it's slightly thing. different like, than North Korea, too, I would think. Well, maybe. But, I mean... Because... They're all closed off, and this is yeah former Republic worlds. Yeah, but I, again, it just shows you the different. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The the enemy 
you know, on that side, they're the hero, you know? Yeah. They always say no villain thinks of himself as a true villain or anything. So, yeah, I feel you. Except Dooku's a true villain. <laughs> yeah. They don't, they don't know what's going on behind the scenes. His unexpected guest with him is also a true villain. I didn't expect Grievous to come popping out. No, me neither. And neither did Ventress and Vosk. They were both kind of like taken aback, like, oh shit, this just got more difficult. Yeah. When I read, Dooku was not alone. General Grievous, the cyborg commander of the Count's vast droid army, stood a few steps behind his lord. I was like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> abort, abort. Yeah. Like, let's just eat our fucking fancy $20,000 food and let's get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. But they're going ahead with it. And they're braver than I ever would be. Yep. So they stand there in the crowd and, and listen to Dooku give his uh his ex- acceptance speech for this award. And, uh, you know, he's he's a good speaker. He makes a couple of pretty good points, actually. I was just going to say, Voss admitting that Dooku has a good point about the clones, that was kind of alarming. Right. His whole point was, his whole point is like, who's the real monsters here? Because the Republic grows living beings to fight for them. Like these clones yeah. that they create. And we use mostly droids. Yeah, the only people that we have fighting on our side are volunteers. Yeah, willing participants who who are fighting for what they think is right, not because somebody told them to. So yeah, I thought that was an interesting point to make. And it does kind of give you a little bit of sympathy for the uh, Confederacy. But at the same time, it's like, why are they using clones? Because this cocksucker helped fucking set all that up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that's what I mean. They don't know what goes on behind the scenes. Yeah, they yeah, don't, yeah, They yeah. don't know that this guy's responsible for, for, the, for the thing that he's condemning right now. But I'm saying, for a second, you think about it, and it's like, oh, yeah, he's got a good point. And then it clicks. But, wait, he's the fucking cocksucker that started it all. Right. Because he almost had me on his side, too. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, I like the Jedi. I think the Jedi were cool. Spread themselves a little thin, but they were cool. I think it's interesting when they are able to like show the the separatists from that side. Yeah. From that from that perspective and and see how oh, well it's no wonder all these planets want to want to join. You can see how they would see that the republic is completely corrupt. Yeah, it's just like those episodes with the Lux Bontarian is aunt or his mom or whatever she was. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. They put a name and a face to the Separatists, so it wasn't just Dooku Grievous and the droid armies, this... Right, and the right and the, the Separatist leaders and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It or, wasn't just evil... It wasn't just crazy people, like bad evil people. It's people who... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it, it, it is good to get a peek behind the curtain because it makes you think about it all slightly differently, at least for a minute. They decide to split up. That's never a good idea. Oh, no. That never works out. He's going to distract Grievous, and she's going to slip up on Dooku. So, he goes his way, she goes her way. And again, we get another one of these long sections of Ventress absentmindedly reflecting on the past and where she's come from and what she's done. Which, it's happened like three or four times, and Voss has done the same type of shit. But still, I dig it, you know? Yeah. It works. Yeah. Yeah, it gives you a good insight into what they're thinking and their, you know, their inner their inner struggles. Yeah. And I think it's in here where she's thinking about how Voss was, you know, looking at her all sexy and shit. Yeah, and she's not used to feeling vulnerable or 
not just uh, seen as like a sex object or something, but actually seen like known and truly, yeah, truly, yeah. He can see the true her and all the warts and everything, and doesn't care. And she's starting to feel a little bit bad about you know lying to him about Grievous killing Tholm. Yeah, which that's one of the big pieces going forward. That's yeah, I think that's I think that's going to end up being a really really big piece. Yeah. Because I'm wondering if it's going to cause a rift or not. Oh, I think it's going to cause a big rift. I think she's really I mean, underestimating, you know, because even now she feels bad, but she's like, well, I'll just tell him and explain it and it'll be fine. I don't think it's going to be fine. I think she's really underestimating how he's going to take this. And I can't wait to read it. I just can't fucking wait. <laughs> yeah, no, I think we're just about exactly halfway through the book. Yeah. Which, fuck, I don't know how, I mean, what else is going to happen? I know, I mean, there's been a lot of shit happening, isn't there? I know, it seems like a lot more than eight episodes of a TV show mm-hmm. already. Which, we'll get into that when we get to the wrap-up, but holy shit. So Ventress, she makes her, she's thinking about, you know, all the shit that's happened to her and what's going on. She finds herself in a room where Dooku's in the center and people are kind of milling about around him. And yeah. she starts slowly making her way up behind him. Yeah, he's basically just like kind of holding court with these people in a private room. Or not a private yeah. room, but kind of off, you know, not not where the main party is being held. But yeah, there's, you know, rich and powerful, affluent people and nobody's really paying attention to anybody else. Yeah, they're like I said, they're all just milling about and Dooku's in the center and she slowly makes her way up behind him. Which leaves us to another fucking killer cliffhanger that it's like, can we read more, please? (laughs) How shitty must the security be if she's able to just get right up behind him? Well, I mean, the security's good, but just dim-witted, which is why they were able to mind-trick the fucker. Yeah, and how how distracted must he be? Because she got right up behind him before he sensed her. I, I guess it's just, you know, like a false sense of security. He figures, as she said, too, he oh, is yeah. arrogant. Yeah, she said it the, and when, she, when they mind-tricked the, the guards. He said that he needs he needs better security. And she said his arrogance won't let him believe that a force user would come in here. Yeah, so he's not even worried about something like this. Right. And as you said, he start, she starts getting up behind him, which sounds sexier than I intended. Yeah, and the fact that he stiffens up when she gets behind him. <laughs> yeah. She gets up close enough to his ear and whispers, Hello, Master. And it's like, Uh-oh, Spadudios. Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah, and she was happy that she was happy that he sensed her. Because it made it even sweeter, I guess. Yeah, because she could tell that he knew he was fucked. Yeah. But see, this bugs me because maybe the animation would have sold it better. But if it's me, it's like, why didn't she just fucking walk up behind him? He stiffened up. He knows she's there, but she just walks up behind him and whispers in his ear, Fuck that! Pull a blade and... Yeah. Put it through his spine! Well, probably because she's... I mean, she's thought about that earlier in the in the chapter, too, was like, she could just do it. She could just do it now, but she knows that she can't do it by herself because she's tried before and, and it doesn't work out. You need at least two people to do it. Yeah, I know, but like I said, I'm sure the animation it would have been better, but here... He stiffens up, and she just walks up to him and whispers in his ear. Yeah, well, especially once he stiffens up, because then he, she knows he's tensed and he's ready, and he she, he knows that there's a threat behind him. Yeah. So if she if she attacks him, he's he's gonna know he's gonna be 
he's going to block that, no problem. Yeah, I know, but... Not to mention the fact he could just, like, you know, force choke her and slam her against the wall without even looking at her. Oh, you're making great points, but... I know. Still, it, it's a slight... It's a, another slight chink in the armor of the writing for this book. That's two now that we've got. Yeah. It just seems too easy, you know? Yeah. Like, she had a chance and she blew it. Yeah, I don't know. I I just don't feel like that was would have been a good shot to take. I don't know that she... I, I just don't know that she would have been fast enough. Yeah. You know? But, like I said, I think animation would have handled it better, but here it just... The way it's written, it makes me think she had a chance and blew it. Yeah. But yeah, that's the end of chapter 19. Yep, that was the end. It ends ends on the cliffhanger. Yeah. So... So I'll be interested to see what happens on the next page. How does how's Dooku going to react to that? Yeah, for you, is it like you got to turn the page to see what happens, or is it right there like it is for me? Um. Yeah, no, I got hey, I almost turned it and read the first page, but I didn't. It's right there for me, easy to see. I fucking slap the book closed because I want to wait till ne- uh, next week. <laughs> but it's tantalizingly right there calling me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, how do you feel about these chapters, and how do you feel about where we're headed? Well, I mean, shit's about to get real. Again. We don't get to see what Voss is doing in these, you know, at, at the end of this chapter, so I'm not sure. I'm interested to see what his distraction's going to be, how he's going to keep Grievous occupied. Yeah, and see, the thing I'm worried about is, like, the next chapter's going to start with Voss, and it's like, no, I want to see what's happening with Ventress! No, it definitely doesn't. I did read, like, the first word, so... Oh, you cheating motherfucker! <laughs> so it definitely doesn't start uh, like that. And how do you feel about those two chapters? There was more to them than I, than I remembered, I guess. There were more discussion about them, more to discuss. Yeah, um, yeah I like how they're... I like how she writes their inner monologues and makes sure to uh, let you know the conflicts in their heads because they're both they're both pretty fucked up people, actually. I know, right? Like he's way more damaged and fucked up than a uh, than a Jedi should be, probably. And I th- I think that comes a lot from having to do so much underground work. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if you listen to like cops and shit talk about having to go undercover into or like oh yeah they FBI lose themselves agents or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and it really fucks them up in their priorities and their morals. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that that's really the feeling I'm getting off of him. Yeah, which makes me think, like, what the fuck were the Jedi thinking when they picked him? Yeah! Like, wouldn't you already think, like, like, like hey, he could probably... But, I mean, Yoda says it in this chapter, like, you know, he's gone on lots of undercover assignments and never had a problem. But, you know, is that just the Jedi's overconfidence rearing its ugly I, head again? It could be. Well, nothing's could happen. He, she's not going to get to him because you know he's been undercover lots of times, and you know because one of Obi Wan's things was like I think maybe Ventress figured out what he that he's really a Jedi and that he could be in trouble yeah. now. It's like well, she figured it out when he fucking told her. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I guess she knew already. She said she knew already. Yeah, but uh, I guess him telling her just solidified it. But yeah, I I don't I'm not sure if it's overconfidence or if it's just like. Well, he's had enough experience. He's proved himself, you know, numerous times. Why not him? Yeah. Back to talking about the episode count. Do you think maybe this is the period where we're into the second half of the arc? Like we talked about maybe this happened early in the season or something, and maybe this hap- the second half happened later or in the next season? Yeah, I think maybe so. Do you get the feeling so. that could be what's going on? Yeah, I think maybe so. Because this is probably... Let me look at the 
I'm trying to look up the titles again, uh, the episode titles. I'm guess I'm gonna guess Dark Disciple was the training him to be prepared to kill. Yeah, I would think so. So then, so then this is we've got to be into saving Voss parts one and two. So I'm gonna guess he's going over by he's going to distract Grievous and gets captured. Yeah, and she's gonna have to save his bacon. Yeah, which <laughs> oh boy, do you think we're gonna get a fight right away between? Ventress and Dooku, or do you think Dooku's going to try and save face with his adoring public? Yeah, I don't think he's going to... I don't think he'll start fighting right away. I think yeah. he will... I think he'll try to smooth talk her, you know, and defuse the situation. Because I, I think he knows she's not going to do shit in front of all these people, probably. Or that's what he thinks, anyway. Yeah, that's what he thinks, because I wouldn't doubt it. And plus, he doesn't definitely doesn't want to fucking blow his cover. Like, none of these people yeah. know that he's a Jedi if he whips out a fucking red lightsaber and starts going at it with her. Well, I mean, I'm sure everybody would know he's a Jedi, wouldn't they? Because he did Oh, that's right. I guess, they would, the I guess they would know that, but... I mean, they might be a little alarmed because... Well, wait, why did you keep your lightsaber? Or right. something, but... Right. I don't know. I mean, I would... If somebody walked away, I would think they would keep it as, like, a tool because they're so used to it. Yeah. Well, I mean, if he de definitely can't start shooting lightning out of his fingers... Oh, that no, that's out, out of the question. Yeah, and that's what that's one of his go-to moves. Yeah, but I would say like force choking her, whipping out his lightsaber, anything like that is he doesn't want to do it right away, but it's not off the table. Yeah, I don't even think force choking is okay. I don't think. Well, I mean, I think Jedi that use might, the force. Mm, they don't force in choke ways people like though. that. Well, but I guess an average person wouldn't know that. Yeah, I'm just saying like. The average people know that, you know, they use the Force to do shit. So that doesn't seem like, wait, that's not something the Jedi would do. That seems kind of hokey. Do you think the Jedi could use the Force to jerk themselves off? <laughs> <laughs> and you fucking accuse me. You keep accusing me of making Star Wars dirty. I think it Force choked their chicken. Again, space chicken. Space chicken, yeah, sorry. And you keep accusing me of being too dirty. <laughs> It was. That's just a question. It's a medical question. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Ugh. Are we good on these two chapters? Yeah, we're good. All right. You can get back to me on the force choking your chicken question later. Well, yeah, I'll let you know after we finish recording. Okay. If it works. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> for our thank yous, Batcat37 and at TESD Groupie, thanks to them for helping us do the intro. They're the two chicks you hear in the... um intro every week or every episode whatever and then thanks to at sherry says for the logo mm -hmm. that you see everywhere and thanks to at the j sarge for the theme song that you hear yep at the top of every episode yep thanks guys y'all rock be sure to follow us on twitter at nerd blitz pod i'm at the scooby doom you are at fitzman 73 and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for all kinds of exclusive content. Just search Nerd Blitz on YouTube. Are we good? I'm good. Okay, well, come back next time for more of Star Wars Dark Disciple. Bookmark it. This has been a feature of JJ2E Media and TSDJA Productions.